Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? As usual, it's Friday afternoon in sunny Southern California. So I think we're going to have a blast today. I'm so excited about our guest. We'll introduce him in just a second. Uh, This is going to be a podcast. You'll probably want to rewind and play over and over again. And uh, so I'm so excited about this. For those of you who are new, welcome. You've joined a tribe, a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being honest, doing the hard work, selling from the heart. Uh, I think you're absolutely going to like this. And uh, if you joined us last week, if you didn't get a chance to catch last week's episode about creating a client experience that's second to none to build competitive advantage, Definitely check that out. We've enjoyed the interaction from everybody on that. Um, And coming up next week, I think the podcast is going to be a blast based on Larry's (laughs) most recent article about Yiddish, which I've I've learned all kinds of new words now from you, Larry. It's pretty good for this Canadian kid. But it, but it's okay. I, I I I lost all those Yiddish words after I had my bar mitzvah, so I had I had to do some homework <laughs> on it. So. But never, but never, never the, nevertheless, we're gonna have a good we're gonna have a <laughs> we're gonna have a good time with that. I, I know that podcast is gonna be hilarious. But we've got a great guest here today, and uh, I can't wait to get this conversation rolling. So uh, why don't you set this one up, Larry? Yeah. So I, I'm gonna set up our guest because you know. Quite frankly, there's there's a lot of people out there that doubt social, right? Uh, social doesn't work. It's just, you know, it's just a bunch of nonsense, hogwash, all that. But let's just face it. We live in a social society. It's the way we communicate. It's yeah. the way we communicate. We all just have to get used to it, right? But what's what's really interesting is we don't think twice about social for personal reasons, right? It's just something we just think about. But we, we start mind-screwing social for business relationship reasons, how to develop relationships and all that. So, you know, before, before I really formally introduce Steve, it's really interesting because I met him through a mutual acquaintance of ours that we were all going to go out and, and do a, a team build exercise. This, probably, this was probably last fall. And that's kind of how I met Steve Noodleberg. And then we just connected on LinkedIn and really nothing. We sent some messages and responded on blog posts and things like that. But where this thing really, where our relationship really takes off and, and I've only met Steve six, seven, eight months ago. So it's only been since like last September that we connected and uh, last August. And all of a sudden, my friend Scott McGregor, and I know Steve's going to go see Scott McGregor, so I'm going to give a shout out to Scott McGregor. But all of a sudden, Steve and Scott are talking one day, and I get a text message from McGregor, and he goes, hey, you got to meet this guy I'm talking to. He's just, it's almost like I'm talking to Larry Levine. He's got passion. He's got conviction, right? <laughs> he's a fellow tribe member and all that. No so, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I text back, and I go, I'm already connected to the dude. And Scott goes, oh, my God. So without further ado, I can't wait. Steve Noodleberg, welcome to Selling from the Heart podcast. Thank you, gentlemen, and happy Friday afternoon. Let's rock this thing. We're glad you're here. By the way, just by way of context, Steve (laughs) is an author, public speaker, all-around great guy, marketing uh, expert, author of Confessions of a Serial Salesman. You definitely need to grab that book right now. 
um, founder of On The Ball, company that uh, is just involved in creating high-performance people and teams. But Steve, as you think about these, this word, this term, selling from the heart, what does that mean to you? Well, you know, for me, it feels uh, it, there's an emotion as associated with it. So um, I get that you're investing yourself in how you show up. And so I think everything starts with the heart. You know, if you, have, uh, if you don't put heart into it, that's where all of the things go wrong with salespeople because this is not a game you can fake. It's genuine. It's real. It's where the blood is pumping. So all of the references to heart, it's the center of, of your body. And if you don't invest everything in it, you're not going to get the most out of it. And I think, you know, if there was ever a business where what you put in is exactly what you get out, this is it. Sell, selling professionals you know, is about connecting heart to heart, emotion to emotion, and developing relationships that deliver value. And that value sometimes means a transaction and sometimes just means meeting great people and having a good time. And it all, it all place has a place. And uh, so I, I've been reading about you guys and seeing what you guys are doing. So I'm honored and thrilled to be on. Larry, your, your, your writing and your, your stuff that you're putting out there is all great and valuable. And so I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. No, you're welcome. And, and it's interesting because uh, I feel like I've known you. And, you know, we were talking before we went on to the podcast. And we've all said, you know, I feel like we've known each other for 30 years. And I think the simple reason is... I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I can tell you do as well, Steve, mm -hmm. you know, just from the time we've spoken on the phone through our, you know, our messages back and forth and email through reading your book. And I think it's just mission critical for salespeople to really understand that. I think the BS meter on us is at an all time high in the eyes <laughs> of the buyer. Right. And well, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's, it, it's interesting, you know, that when you say to people, I'm a salesman, yeah. you know, I think most people put their guard up and go, oh, a salesman. It's not like, oh, my son's a doctor or my son's a lawyer. He's a salesman. Oh, you know, and people go to the negative because those people were not genuine. They were not authentic. They did not have integrity. And when you talk about having a heart and doing the things you do, the world that we live in, sales professionals that are genuine and are bringing value and are connecting on a real level. Those are the ones that are succeeding and it is a real profession and it is something that we're learning and, and, you know, practicing and doing all the things that professionals do. So, and, and you know, the reason why we connected is that we connected on a genuine level with no, I, there was no agenda. Zero. I wasn't looking Nothing. for anything. You wasn't looking at anything for me, you know, and I do believe that it's a popularity contest that if you can connect to the people that know, like, and trust you, you'll be good at whatever you do. It just happens to be in this channel. So, yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it, it's interesting you say that because I mean, I, I grew up in a household that was just, wow. My dad was a aeronautical engineer, rocket scientist for the U S wow. air force. Okay. Wow. So he's, this guy's an Ivy leaguer, right? <laughs> So we already know, growing up in a Jewish household and all that, I had education just rammed at me 24-7. And it was so interesting because I double major in college and all that. And then all of a sudden, I tell my dad I'm going to be a – I want to go into sales, right? And nothing worse than pissing off my dad. But nevertheless, it happened, right? Because my dad's just a brainiac, and he, and he couldn't get it. But one of the things is, is I, I love talking to people. And that's, I think, half the battle with sales is if you don't like talking to people – 
for one, you shouldn't be in sales, but I love building that relationship. And when you truly get to know somebody building a relationship, magic happens. And I always tell people is our profession's not rocket science, Steve. No, you know, clearly not. not. But I think we make it rocket science. We make it rocket science because I think we act one way as salespeople that we don't act when we're not salespeople. What do you think about that? So it's very interesting. I was asked the question and I, I get asked often, what's the difference between a good relationship and a good business relationship? And I tell people nothing. A, re- a good relationship is a good relationship. Right. You know yeah. what? If you happen to be able to transact with them, fantastic. But one of the things that I, I, I teach and preach and live by all the time is that everybody you meet is one degree of away from somebody who could buy from you. So who cares? You know, so yeah. the whole mentality of selling somebody, I think is a fallacy. I think if you meet enough people, you tell your story, you provide value, it will come back to you when it's right. And so I have always been, and I grew up in a family of retailers. So, you know, I was the, you know, Saturday, Sunday guy in the retail stores. My family was in the ladies shoe business. I learned from the real professionals. That was the best training I've ever had in my life. And what I realized is that these guys were pros. They were getting a new up every four or five minutes. And, you know, it it was, wow, here's another one. I'm going to build a relationship. And they, you know, fast and furious and all, all of the things that I learned in that competitive environment I've, you know, were the foundation of what I am today. And so for me, it was always about one basic premise. And I think when I hear guys on the road who talk about the 101 ways you can close, you know, like my stomach, you know, gets upset because in my mind, the closed happens in the first three seconds when you meet somebody, you know, right away. Whether you get the tinglies, oh, I like this guy. Something's good going to happen here. I don't know what it is, but and conversely, if I don't get the tinglies, okay, this isn't for me. This guy isn't for me. We're not cut from the same cloth. So I have built a tribe of people who I feel good about that I want to be around that make me that make me make me me feel wrong is that they're waiting for other people to make a decision on them. When I'm the one making the decision, I'm the sales professional, I'm going in going, this is either a fit for me or it's not fit for me. And if it's not a fit for me, fantastic. I'm willing to move on to hang out and be around the people that are a fit. And it's just a different paradigm shift. People are sold, you know, are trained on trying to sell everybody and jam it down their throat. And that's where I think salespeople have gotten a bad name. So, you know, my philosophy is, you say again? Oh, it's just ironic. You know, you talk to any salesperson, they'll say, well, people buy from people. That's why I'm needed, right? People buy, but that salesperson won't take the time to build a relationship if there's not like an immediate, obvious, you know, dollar bill hanging out to grab, they move on. And, uh, well, I couldn't agree with you more, Steve. This is, you know. My single biggest referral source is from somebody who I met over 20 years ago who said to me, we will never buy your service. We can't. We don't use what you do. Right. But I'm so impressed with you, Steve. I will be your best referral source. And you know what? He is. He's fantastic. Because everybody that he speaks to that even has an inkling of something that they need something associated with the sales 
world? He says, you should talk to Noodleberg. So think about, you know, what are you selling? Even when I was in the phone business, which was a major big build for me in my young days, I started in the phone business. I built a, a company with a group of guys uh, up to a $60, $70 million company. It was fantastic. But I told my guys, I said, listen, I don't want you to go out and sell any cellular phone equipment. I want to sell yourself into when they're ready to make a decision, you be one of the choices. That's all. Give me a chance. If you're going to buy something, I want to be one of the choices. And that in turn took all the pressure off of people. There was no desperation. There's none of what I call the puppy dog sale. Oh, please buy for me. Yeah. Please buy for me. I, I don't need that. I don't right. want that. As a buyer, I don't want that. I don't enjoy that. So I like confidence in what you do and how you do it. And if you meet enough people, you create enough, uh, up, you create enough, enough opportunity. That's really what great business yeah. development guys do. They don't really sell anything. They put themselves in position to win. Well, yeah. I mean, cause you, you bring up a good point because a lot of times in sales and I mean, there's so many manipulative things inside what we do as sales reps and, and that's fine. <laughs> I, I don't want to set that aside, but you know, we can manipulate a sales funnel like there's no tomorrow salespeople, right? I've done it. You've done it. Daryl's done it. We, we know it. We understand that. But I think the missing link, and you started touching on it, is if there's no relationship funnel, if there's nothing that you're opening to just build relationships, you're dead in the water. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's the missing link is how effectively are you building relationships with people that may be years down the road from even buying anything from you or they may not ever buy anything from you? You know, it's, you know, one of the the powerful things about social that has made it so great. Well, a couple of things. Number one is you can reconnect with people that you haven't seen or talked to in forever. They just show up. And if you've done a good job of selling yourself one time, well, then they remember that good feeling and, oh, what are you up to and how are you doing? And so, you know, this mentality of, you know, selling any one product or service is sort of devoid against selling yourself. Yeah. If you sell yourself one time and do it right, those doors will be open the rest of your life. And clearly, when people are in need for anything, let's say, you know, you, you unfortunately have a family member that's sick. Well, it's who you know that gets you into the right doctor and the right hospital and, you know, yeah. all of those kind of same, same things with sales. If you yeah. know the right people, the right things happen. So... Yeah. If the, if, if the mentality is, I'm not going to worry about selling a transaction. I'm going to sell myself into creating this relationship that's give and take. And I don't know where it's going to go. God, I got to tell you the people I know where I go, what I'm able to do is so fascinating to me. And really the real reward, much more than the money, the economics come and go. And, you know, I've made money. I've lost money. You know, it doesn't really matter. Or what relationships? Yeah, it's it's, it's that's now we're good. I think it's rich. Yeah, I think we got the gist of that. That is so rich, and that's um. Oh man, this is so good! I can't wait for everyone to read this book. By the way, what when you were writing uh, confessions? I tell what. What was, what was like the, how did that come together? I mean, that it's, it, you've got to read this book, by the way, to our listeners, 
Because every chapter's no, it's it's, just a, it's a daily mantra. That's what I told Daryl. I told Daryl this is like a daily activity thing. A lot of this stuff is just so good. Subconsciously, you do, but you know what? When it's reinforced every day, it's powerful, and that's what this book's about. So I'm, I'm super flattered, super flattered that you guys like it, and I, I really it. appreciate that. The story of how it came about is really pretty fascinating. So I have been a career sales guy. I've right. been a connector, and I've been successful in everything I've done always focusing on the sales side. I've had my own companies. I've, I've worked in other companies. Well, um, I had a friend of mine uh, who was a, a senior executive at a bank say to me, he goes, listen, I'm tired of the same old trainers that are, keep coming through here. I want to get you in front of my people. And I was like, well, I don't really do that. I really have only done my own business and worked with my own salespeople. P.S. He goes, we can figure it out. I go, well, I wouldn't even know what to charge. We can figure it out. You know, <laughs> Seriously, you know. And so he said to me, my first engagement was a hotel in Sarasota, Florida. There were a hundred bankers in the room and I just spoke to them from the heart. I said, guys, here's what selling in the new millennium is like. And here's my roadmap. And a lot of that presentation was what the book wound up being. And this is how I do what I do. And in 90 days, their sales numbers exploded. Wow. And that client is still, uh, Bank United, still a client of mine. They have 150 branches in the state of Florida. They're in New York as well. They just um, became a sponsor of my boot camp. Well, so the, the the point being is that all of a sudden I felt like I had something to say versus some of the other trainers and all of the other stuff that's out there. If you go through LinkedIn, every other person is a trainer now. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. Speaker, yeah. trainer, you know, well... I wanted to put my voice in there. I wanted to be one of the guys that said, Hey, listen, I don't, I think there's a ton of good information in the world and I don't think I should be the only one, but I should be part of the mix. And so that led me to write a book. Somebody said to me, and this is what pushed it over the top and why I think it's relevant. They said, you know, a guy like you who has a lot to say and has had sales success don't you want to leave a legacy? Don't you want your grandson to be able to hold something that, you know, he can say, wow, this was my grandfather? Done. I mean, as soon as that happened, I was like, the sucker sale, the emotional sale. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know, see, you, you bring up a great point, and, for, and you already know, you know, I, I'm, I'm writing my first book right now. Uh, Thanks to a little nudge from my good friend, Daryl, but it's, it's the same thing as I wanted to write a book that uh, stop laughing, dude. So, <laughs> it was more than a nudge. <laughs> it was more than a nudge, right? Dude, I, I'm telling you, Steve, it, nothing worse than spending eight hours in the car with Daryl and having to <laughs> on your ear about why you should write a book. So, but that's a topic of another conversation, not for this podcast. I was going to say, we, we're getting deep here, guys. <laughs> but, but, it was, but, it was this, but it was the same thing. Is, last road trip with me. But it's, it's the same thing that, that I wanted to do was I wanted to, to, to share what's important <clears> to me speak from my heart and be genuine and be authentic and what made me who I am. And I'm with you, Steve, on this, and I'm not just agreeing with you, A, because we're friends and you're on my podcast, but I truly believe that selling from the heart, being genuine, being a real deal is so sorely missing in the sales profession that if people really latch onto this, Uh amazing things will happen, not only for yourself, but amazing things will happen for your career, for the clients you take care of, for the people you come across. There's there's, There's just not enough of us out there. 
You know, what, what I found fascinating through the process was when it all is said and done, I did not write the book to be a bestseller. I didn't, I didn't really care. And that's a tough word because I have emotion about everything, but it wasn't important to me that I sold the gazillion copies, whatever. I knew that as this wound up in the right hands, it would produce value for the right people. Um, I had my son, my son is a college football coach uh, rising through the ranks who lived in my discipline. I brought him up in these rules, the 27 rules that I believe are for leaders and influencers. And for him to write the, the foreword was, was probably the proudest moment of my life was that, was. you know, here's a, you know, a 31 year old that br- was brought up and said, dad, because of what you taught me, it allowed me to manage my life, build my expectations, create the right goals. It's all about what you think, what you say, how you show up in the world. And, you know, a, a lot of people say to me, one of the rules in the book is, is called living in the zone. You know, a lot of people say to me, dude, you have the most energy I've ever seen of anybody. You're never down. I've never seen you. You know, well, you never will because I trained myself to show up and be in the zone all the time. It's not easy. It's mm-hmm. simple, but it's not easy. Yep. And so those kind of things, you know, and I say to people, if you were to put it on a scale of one to 10, and say, okay, being in the zone is a 10. We're human beings. You can't really be a 10 all the time. You know, so whatever you genuinely are, the trick to being really good in life is figuring out how to get to a 10. So whether it's music or reading or exercise or food or drink, whatever it is that you got to do to be a 10, isn't it appropriate, I think, or not appropriate for you to show up to your kids and be a 10 all the time? Is it okay for you to show up and be a five to your kids or be a five to your spouse or be a five to your clients when you know what living in the zone is and being a 10? And so when, when I break it down for people like that, they go, wow, yeah, I would never really want to be, you know, less than everything I could be to my sons. Well, that's training. That's what, you know, superb athletes do. They train themselves to say, here's how I get peak performance And it's fascinating because when you do show up, that's when the magic happens. All the good things happen to you because people buy what's going on with you. You attract all that good stuff. People go, whoa, you know, this guy's on fire. So, and to be candid, you know, Larry, I got that from you. I said, something's going on with you that's genuine and real. And you attracted that spirit, that energy, like goes to like, and you know what happens all the time? People stop me in the airport. They go, hey, you know, I just, I want to talk. I want to meet you. What's up? You're smiling. You're happy. You're sharply dressed, you know? So, you know, success leaves clues. And, and yeah. that's why when you build a tribe, when you're around the like-minded kind of people, I've never met Scott McGregor, but what I know of him already and what I've seen in, in, in social and whatever, I'm hopping on a plane to go have lunch with him. Yeah. He goes, really? You're going to do that? And he goes, I go, yeah, absolutely. What are you kidding me? I'm, I'm on a plane every week anyway. Why wouldn't I do that? You know? <laughs> okay, so, 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 just so just so as we wind this down, and but I'm just going to bust Scott McGregor for a second. McGregor's not all that he's cracked up to be. <laughs> nice. No, so I'm, I'm, only Scott, be- dude, I'm only busting <laughs> your job. Sorry. <laughs> so, so, but here's what's even more interesting. The entire two days in New York is made up of meetings that and and visits that I've been able to create 
based on social media relationships. There's another guy, uh, I don't know if you see me following him, Mike Luzio. Mike Luzio is uh, a successful yeah. entrepreneur. Look him up. He was a successful yeah. entrepreneur, sold his business, didn't know what he was going to do, was too young to retire, started building a social media brand. He's bald. He wears cool blazers. He's like my <laughs> doppelganger. And I reached out to him and I said, dude, I don't know what you're doing, but it's very similar to me and we should connect. And sure enough, we've had great substantive dialogue that is going to lead to us being together in New Jersey next Thursday morning. And I am super confident that good things will happen. I'm not going to sell him. He's not going to sell me. You know, we're just going to, if you put the right pieces of the puzzle together, you bake the right cake. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, Steve, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to join us this week. This is, this has been great. And, and for all of our listeners, you got to pick up the book. I'm, I'm totally loving it. I think it is, it's already, um, I mean, there's also the principles are already helping me. So thank you sincerely. I can't wait to, uh, to dive into it. I'm sure we'll have Steve back on the podcast again. I can tell we have a total kindred spirit. Um, so, you know, our homework this week, we all, we always, uh, leave with an action item and, and, yeah, I think the action item here is is really simple. It's a gut check on relationships. Are we building relationships to sell, or are we building relationships to build relationships? And um, you know, I loved I loved your quote earlier about the difference between a business relationship and a personal relationship. There's no difference. That's beautiful, no. and I think that's mm-hmm. powerful. So, uh, once again, thank you, Steve. Thank you to everybody. We love hearing from all of our uh, all of our community members in the Selling from the Heart tribe. Join us next week. We've got a great podcast on tap. You're just going to bust a gut laughing, uh, and it's going to hit you in the gut too. It's going to be super practical. But until then, be real, be genuine, be honest, do the hard work, build relationships, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.